BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya. Is this thing on? Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde. Most little girls grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and shit. And I was like, I want to be super hot, make a lot of fucking money and be a rock star's wife. That was my goal as a child. And here we are. <laughs> What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, we have Melanie Martin in the house. And I am so excited to sit down with her and hear her story. I don't know if you guys know who she is or not, but... You will by the end of this podcast. How are you doing, baby? Good. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, of course. Girl, you've been through some shit, man. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Like, I just want to hug you. It's been... I was doing a lot of research last night, and the shit that I, you know, saw and, like, the things I read and just heard you speak about, like, I'm so happy that I'm able to give you a place where everybody can come and just listen to you tell your side of the story because I really feel like that's what's fair. Um, So let's get into it. Also, I just wanted to throw in there that we are in L.A. So if you guys are looking around and you're like, what is this studio? This is a studio that we are recording out of in L.A. And it's from Third Wheel Podcast. So shout out to them for squeezing us in and letting us um, shoot the podcast here. So anyways. Melanie, where did you grow up? I grew up in Orange County, but I originally am from Europe. So I came from Bulgaria and me okay. and my mom came here. That explains so, your exotic um, look because you're so pretty. Um, that you. really explains like your features and everything. Thank you. Um, so how old were you whenever you came Six. here? Six. So kindergarten, like I started kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then how was your relationship with your parents and your... Uh, you my mom remarried and then... Um, she's still married to my stepdad yeah so we came here and we've lived here ever since so and then and you grew up in la orange county oh in orange County. i've never lived anywhere else just orange county yeah so i lived in lancaster with aaron but tell me the difference between la and orange county because i saw you corrected me on that (laughs) uh it is i mean it's orange county is by the beach and it's more family oriented Mm -hmm. um there's a lot more yeah it's just a lot more family oriented Tell me about growing up in Orange County. What was that like for you? Um, I'd say it was very, um, you know, I was safe, had good people around me. 
you know mm-hmm. never i stayed out of trouble <laughs> yeah so she's like i was a good girl i was a good girl yeah <laughs> all of us good girls grow up to be naughty <laughs> <laughs> um so growing up in orange county and you know just kind of living this lifestyle you grew up pretty much around because i grew up in vegas so we grew yeah. up around celebrities like it was like nothing to us to grow up and you know go to the grocery store and see a celebrity at the grocery store and stuff like that um do you feel like your life kind of like your trajectory for your life was already set just by living in orange county like you know dating celebrities and so and so forth yeah so i mean i've only had two boyfriends in my life and i'm 36 so it was just yeah so i've only had two Wow. It was Aaron and my ex. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Nobody would ever suspect that because I was the complete opposite. I was a hoochie mama. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I've had two boyfriends. I've I've like I've had two at a time. So, (laughs) Um, okay. so you are growing up in Orange County. And what do you do once you graduate high school? Um, I just worked, I did cosmetic, like I worked at like Nordstrom, like cosmetics. I remember I worked for Chanel, makeup artist, did those waitressing, bartending. Yeah. All of that. So, so I did that kind of for a while. I mean, just right after high school. So you started bartending as soon as you got out of high and school. And I did go to, um, I went to a community college, but, and then I have a beauty license and I just was in the cosmetic industry. Oh, awesome. So do you, did you go to school to like for hair or just Co- cosmetology? Just cosmetology. Okay. Yeah. I think we all did yeah. in that era. Yeah. I did too. I so went. I didn't I just kind of stick I with went. that and, you know, I want to continue doing that. My mom has a salon, so. Oh, okay. I, gotcha. The same. So keep it in the family. Yeah. Stuff like that. So when, um, you know, you are bartending and stuff like that, what were you doing before you got into your relationship with Aaron? So I was focusing just on me, you know, um, my goals and I was just bartending, you know, full time, uh, modeling jobs, never really looking for love kind of in that same like groundhogs day, Mm kind of sad, but also like you know, keeping myself busy. Mm. I was looking for someone that wanted me equally as much as I wanted him. You had standards. You I were had like, standards. <laughs> Thank you. You were like, listen, you want to fuck with this? You got to rise to the occasion. <laughs> um, so you were just single, living your life. And then how long did until you met Aaron after? I met Aaron. um, a couple days after Christmas 2019. Okay. And then till 2022. So, so on and off. <laughs> where did you meet Aaron at? At his home in Lancaster. Oh, okay. So how did from, you guys... From even... social media. Okay. Out of no... It was just... I saw something of him and he was like being really sensitive and it just... I saw something in his eyes Aww. that connected me with him and it was... He was saying, I'm just looking for my wife to live my life... like." live my future with and he was like with a like you know cooking a barbecue or something like that Mm -hmm. and I just saw him say that one thing you know attracted me to him because I saw that he was looking for something and I was looking for that you know Mm -hmm. so I really didn't think he would reply but he did so so you slid in his dm I did you were like you were like what's up baby (laughs) (laughs) what did what do you say to Aaron Carter when you slide in his dm I'm your wifey. Here's your wifey. (laughs) It's delete. I don't know why it's gone now. I wish I had it, but it's gone. I think I have a screenshot somewhere, but I said, your dog is literally so cute. I said, this is my dog, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So 
Aww. and then we connected with that so it's so innocent i, I know it was that. really in, yeah i love that yeah so he replies back and what does he say it was really fast he said you know i would love to meet you first we spoke over the phone like a couple hours so mm. he wanted to really get to know me and at first i was like oh wow this is really fast you know mm-hmm. so then i gave him a chance drove to him only it was like two hours from my house so and then we were inseparable it was, it. It, was lo- it was like love at first sight when he opens the door and you guys yeah see he each recorded other. me on his youtube i didn't even i did, wasn't aware that he went online so much to be honest because it happened so fast it was like you know phone call then come over did you know who he was before yeah i knew but i didn't see everything that was i didn't follow him for too long i only followed him that instant when i saw that video of him so i didn't look up anything about him right gotcha so you didn't know like the backstory no i didn't know his backstory his family it was kind of you know based off of the 2000s right that's about it Gotcha. So, so he opens early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. So he opens the door. Yeah, and he was filming, and I guess I saw the video later because they uploaded it somewhere on YouTube, and he said, "This is gonna be my wife." Aww. So he said, "Is she the one?" And he was like telling everybody in the camera. So I don't know. Aww. And <laughs> so take me on this journey with Aaron because it starts out so sweet and yeah. just so loving and then it just seems like as time went on like was he using whenever you guys first met so i don't believe he was abusing his medications because he had a psychiatrist i think he was being regulated when i first met him he was still on medication but it wasn't to the level of what it was in 2021, 2022. And we can kind of get into there. I'm not really supposed to speak about his medications, unfortunately, because there is an active case going on. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I just want to let you know, you know, there was a change with when he changed doctors. Gotcha. With his medications and the levels of medications he was taking. I feel like doctors really just do not care about their patients, some of them. You know, in this case, it seems like, you know, I just feel like doctors, because of people's statuses, will give them anything they want, like if they ask for it or whatever. And I know you can't speak on it, but that's just my opinion that I'm... Yeah, I like you know, your like opinion. Michael Jackson, right. like, look at what happened with him. And, mm-hmm. like, there's so many celebrities that end up, like, overdosing or doing things, you know, on these medications that they're prescribed. But for some reason, it's like the doctors are just never getting blamed. I've been watching a lot of shows about it um, on Netflix about that. Mm-hmm. So I've been keeping up, like, trying to do research on it a little bit okay so when you guys first got together you don't feel like he was abusing drugs or anything what was the relationship like like so it was really i mean it was um 2020 was the like the first couple of months obviously you know people always say you know the first couple months are always the best Mm. it's like the love state you know Mm. but it really was and We would get back to that level, but I would have to say that there was a lot of people involved, we can get into that more, that made it nearly impossible to get back. When you say there was a lot of people involved, do you mean like... His friends. Mm -hmm. None of my friends are really involved. I kind of lost a lot of friends, but Mm -hmm. they were still there, but they understood 
you know, what was going on and that, you know, Melanie's growing up, she's getting relationships, she's getting pregnant, you know, mm -hmm. she's busy with her, her job at home, you know, the clothing company. Yeah. So it was like a different, you know, I was stay at home mom for a little bit. Yeah, while we we're gonna were we'll, we'll rewind though, and we'll start yeah. talking about when you got pregnant and stuff like that. So in okay. the first, in the first, you know, few phases of your relationship, was it his camp around you guys? No, actually, I want to get into that. When I first met him, it was just him and the dog and his one dog. He only mm -hmm. had one dog. I had one dog, and he was going online, but he, I didn't see him arguing as much with people compared to later on he cared more about the comments and stuff do you think it's because he was more on medication i th well yeah i think the medication just added to his paranoia and i'll get into it he he was very paranoid all the time he didn't know who to trust even Me, in the beginning no it wasn't until i'd say like maybe two months into the relationship that's mm -hmm. when i noticed it more mm -hmm. and that's when we had our first fight it was pretty bad <laughs> was he ever diagnosed with any mental illness so of some sort so no he was never diagnosed with anything but he's had psychiatrists and when i was in the relationship i did not see one psychiatrist come to him but he they were prescribing him all these medications but they never wow. actually physically saw him i never saw a doctor come into our home or him go to an office did once. he do like facetimes with them or anything barely like Wow. Mm -hmm. So these people were just pretty much prescribing mm -hmm. medications just over the phone because it was who he was. I uh, believe in that what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. When you guys got into your first argument, what was it about and how did that go? So I'll remember, you know, the beginning we were going to dinners, not, you know, staying home because it was before COVID. It was mm -hmm. during COVID time. Mm -hmm. So um, I quit my job within bartending because it was too far away. And he was like, I just want you to stay home, work on the clothing company. And then. So he he gave you that clothing company. Yeah, he did. What is yeah. the name of. Oh. What is the name of that clothing company? Um, our clothing company was the Love Collection brand. Okay. And he yeah. specifically made that clothing line for you to be able to work at home. Yes. Okay, because I, I did bartending. Read, I did yeah. read some people were like, you know, she took that from him, or you know, yeah. You know how so fans people can say, be. yeah, they they don't like, and but then I have a lot of supportive fans too. Uh, absolutely, for so, sure. But I we just want to clear the air yeah. that that yeah. clothing line was specifically made because Aaron did not like you working. Yes, and wanted he wanted you, me to stay at home with him. Right, gotcha. Which I didn't see that as like a red flag. You know, I'm just thinking, it's oh, not. my gosh, you she wants him, to be yeah. with me all the time mm -hmm. until later on. Yeah. Well, and it's hard for anybody who's in that situation because when you're first in a relationship with somebody, you want to be next to that person yeah, all the time. Yeah, I was happy that I didn't have to work, honestly. Yeah. At the bar, I got to stay at home with him and help him get his taxes in order, help him. But I tried. Mm -hmm. It was... I kind of got thrown into, you know, years of mismanagement from mm -hmm. all of his people on and off. And it was that was a job in itself trying to fix everything like you just got thrown into a frying yeah, pan. Literally. So let's circle back to this first argument. I'll remember the first argument was about a hairdresser because he saw old messages of him like being kind of flirty with me. And so he's like, oh, she's cheating on me. And he would like say it publicly. It was an old message from five years ago. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even flirting. It was just like, you're beautiful. I love that picture of you or something like that mm -hmm. of that sort. Mm -hmm. And he throws it, you know, and, and I'm like, I've never fought with anyone like this before. It was just. 
It was like zero to 100. Yeah. And and I remember, you know, he made a whole scene about it and posting online saying she's this and that. And yeah. What was that like? How did that make you feel whenever he did take that first argument? It was like, I feel like I didn't. I thought it was completely over after I left. I didn't then, you know, then I realized it was a pattern that he would just find a reason for us to argue every couple of weeks. Mm. Because he was so I caught used on. to the chaos. Yes, that's what I'm happy. I don't think he was used to just it being, you know, happy, lovey-dovey all the time from his family life. I think he was just so used to the chaos, unfortunately. Did he, did he ever talk to you about, like, how he grew up in mm-hmm. chaos? Yeah, and I didn't. I feel like I didn't. I feel like I couldn't read him exactly. And I didn't know if he was just saying that. And I wish I took him a little more seriously. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll say that. Yeah. So he he did try to say, hey, you know, I am the way I am because of the environment that I grew up in. Yeah. Did he ever like suffer abuse as a child or anything? Um, or so this on is that? one thing I can comment. Um, when my mom first came to visit Aaron, Aaron pulled my mom to the side and was like, hey, I want you to read this book because Melanie doesn't really like reading or something. He said something, but I'm like, babe, I've been trying to read it but you know we got busy and she it was called a child called it mm-hmm. and i don't know if you guys know what that book is Mm-mm. it's about a kid that was abused mm. and like but not to i don't he wasn't abused on that level i don't think but he was just saying like i just want you to see what abuse is when you're a child and he tried to get me to read it and i did read a little bit of it and i'm like wondering like why is he trying to get me to read this book mm-hmm. so later on i understood why was it physical abuse or like sexual abuse in the book um uh, mental physical for the child got you Hmm, i've never heard of that book we'll have to check it out so you know after you get in this first fight you leave you you think it's completely over with yeah and you're just like all right this is it we're done what happens from there because obviously you guys had a a long relationship so it wasn't over after that first no i i I remember i went home and it was always him fighting back and forth and me trying to get like he wanted me to always fight back like i feel like i caught on to it later that he wanted to argue like, like but if you fought back it would escalate correct yeah but he wanted those games you mm-hmm. know like i don't know it's, yeah well it's, it's toxic it's a toxic relationship so it's it's like we were talking about off camera it's push and pull you know he's gonna push you away as hard as he can and then but he you- wanted me to fight back and like win him over again like he right. wanted me i realized that he just wanted me to quote unquote quote kind of like beg for him back mm-hmm. <laughs> like to get back with him yeah it was yeah. almost like he wanted me to leave so that I could come back. And was there cheating that went on in the relationship? Because it sounds oh, like there it was. There was okay. Because it sounds like somebody who would triangulate a situation. It was never. I would never be. He would try to. I really. Everything was kind of like I would see it later, mm-hmm. after I after the situation happened, that he would try to find a reason to break us up or some you know find a reason from oh you did this on this day right that's what i was reading whenever you were telling me about how he would like pick fights with you and then want you to win him back because that sounds like 
what I went through with one of my exes okay. before where it was extremely toxic, but he would always triangulate us and there would always be another girl in the situation. It's like, he's going to fight with me, push me away, go hang out with that girl, but and he then, wants me to try to win him. Yes. Back, you know? Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened with us. Yeah. How often did he cheat on you? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Well, he always tried to say that I'm the cheater when we would break up, even if I didn't physically cheat on him or anything like mm-hmm. that. Even just anything like going to see a hairstylist, he'd be like, oh, you cheated on me. And he would throw and I would never defend myself online right. because you, one, you shouldn't have to. It's a private relationship. You know, he everything was online crossed and I, those boundaries but mm-hmm. technically you really shouldn't have had to have gone online to protect yourself because yeah. and and defend yourself because this is your relationship yeah he i actually think it's admirable that you didn't because i would have gone online yeah see, <laughs> i think i knew gr- i was going to be recorded and i'm like i don't want to say something wrong because yeah. it's going to be taken the wrong way and then it'll bring more attention to like our fights so yeah. i would just stay off camera I think that's so much more admirable to be able to not say anything, especially when people online are attacking your character Mm -hmm. is just shows a lot of strength. But also it shows where your head and your heart was at. Like if you were really trying to capitalize off Aaron, you would have taken every moment that you could have to go online and make headlines by arguing with him. Yeah, I never did any of that. Mm -hmm. I just stayed. I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to get back to normal again. The same. So how um, so how much longer up the road did he start spiraling out of control was this before you got pregnant with prince or did he? i noticed it was um basically i saw a big difference in him right after i got pregnant because he was doing celebrity boxing and i noticed he wasn't taking as many uh prescription pills Mm -hmm. just i could even say he even told me hey i'm gonna go lighter on my medication and he was like i think i want to uh what do you call wean off of it he Mm -hmm. actually told me that and i said oh i really i was you know, I didn't want to say you need to. I didn't speak like that mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to go about drug addiction yet. Right. And I had no one to kind of help me, mm-hmm. like, put him in the right direction. So, but I would always say. Did he have a manager? That He had a bunch of managers okay. on and off, on and off, on but and off. But they, is there were, anybody that you they were pushing it on him. They were the ones giving it to him. Wow. So when you would go to them, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I just, it's okay. when you say no, you didn't have anybody to help you, I kind of want to zero in on that because when you're dealing with an addict, I we deal with, we have addiction in our family also. Okay. Um, my, my bonus baby's mom is an addict. And just when you're dealing with an addict, it takes a village to really help that person. So you know, you being just one person and and his love interest too is really hard because it's going to cause knockout, drag out fights because, you know, you're the closest thing to him. They always say you hurt the ones you love I'm in the the home, so it's nearly impossible for the, you know, I was there to protect, to keep him better than him being alone. He was not, he couldn't handle being alone. Mm. Was he he like scared to be alone? 
it wasn't that he well, he was paranoid gotcha but he just didn't do well alone like i just thought when he, we would break up i was always worried like i couldn't sleep i couldn't mm-hmm. so when you say that his management kind of fed him drugs like when you would go to them and be like no i have messages of it in my phone really saying what like hey i have this for you i have that for you wow and i met the manager that i met in 2022 after prince was born he was the one who went um did a tour with him uh like it was was like a mini tour right but he wasn't getting unfortunately the right amount of people at his shows right He's gotten a lot of support after he passed away, but before, you know, he didn't have too many people going to his shows. People had, like, written him off because Mm -hmm. he did become such an online circus, you know, and I feel like fans turned so easily. Like, it's it's either they fucking love you to death or they fucking hate you. There's no in-between when it comes to fans, and I feel like... A lot of us failed Aaron, you know, Mm -hmm. because he deserved so much better. Like, he was a child. He was, you know... Aaron Carter and he was a childhood star and people loved him when he was a kid and then you know I think with a lot of child stars like look at Amanda Bynes yeah beautiful girl that was his first girlfriend was it Mm -hmm. oh my goodness I never knew that yeah and you know but it's like everybody loves them when they're young and they're doing something for them but then as they get older and they have that transition of not being a child anymore it's like oh you know fuck them we don't need them anymore he pushed away the good part of his like family and team i would have to say because they wanted him to do better Mm -hmm. i always wanted him to do better but as a fiance i didn't know how about to do that without losing him right Mm, that's powerful (sighs) yeah Let's circle back. So you said when you first got pregnant with Prince, he was doing celebrity boxing. Yeah. And um, he was like, I think I'm going to he's like, I saw a change in him. And I'm like, wow, like we're finally getting it together. Mm. Like we're doing good. And he was not taking it, abusing his prescriptions. He was going I was I had morning sickness and I was actually genuinely shocked that he would drive to L.A. every morning and go practice. I have never seen him do that. Like actually physically go get up and you know work out and do something productive i didn't see him be that way in a really long time were you guys trying for a baby yeah he he wanted a baby i mean i mean he told my mom and she goes you know why do you want to buy a house with seven bedrooms why do you need a such a big house and mm-hmm. he goes oh well we're gonna have it all with kids you know oh. telling my mom that mm-hmm. and she's a little shocked but <laughs> she so loves he, she loves being a grandma so i love it. he's so cute too Prince thank is you so freaking cute thank dude. you he's gonna be a, he's a gorgeous baby he's gonna be just gorgeous growing up because both of you guys have thank amazing you. genetics so you guys were trying to get pregnant and Tell, tell me about the day that you found out that you were pregnant. What was Aaron's reaction? Oh, he was so he was posting it everywhere, telling everybody <laughs> in his entire phone. He messaged everybody in his phone. He's Aww. like, guess what? Melanie's pregnant. Oh, <laughs> that warms my heart. How'd that make you feel? Really? I mean, I, I saw a change and I was I was I was ready for it, too. You know, being 34 or 35, I think. 34. Mm-hmm. You look great. So, oh, thank you're you. gorgeous. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, okay, so he was excited. He's going to celebrity boxing. Has he? Did he ever fully not take any medication when he was with you? Um, no, n- only for the times that he would run out, I would say. Mm. So did he go through withdrawals? And stuff? Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, That's and then I, he would say, you know, he's having a hiatal hernia, but I knew it was just withdrawal from not taking his medic from not having any medication and it was he wanted to tell people about like 
about his symptoms, I think. But he never fully like because he didn't he was in denial. Mm. So he never considered himself a drug addict. Mm -mm, No, but I mean, I look at old interviews from six years ago and he would physically say in the camera, I am a drug addict. You Mm. can pull those up. Yeah. And then but to you, he would not say he was. No, but maybe he said he needed his medication for his anxiety, which they prescribe Xanax Mm -hmm. as that. I used to have a Xanax addiction, so I get it. Yeah, um, I understand. Do you think maybe he loved you and just didn't want you to judge him, so that's why he never could admit that to you and come out and just say, hey, I'm a drug addict? Maybe. Yeah. I hope I hope he loved me. Oh, I'm sure. I, 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 I think we real. know Aaron definitely okay. loved you. Let's talk about the baby shower incident. You had yes. talked about this. Um just so that people can get an insight. And I want everybody to know we're not here to bash Aaron, but it is important that I feel like um, the media does such a good job of blaming the women that are with the men, and it's never the men's fault (laughs) for some reason. And it's like I think everybody deserves to tell their side of the story, Yeah, and that's what we are here to do today so well, i this... want to tell you <laughs> <laughs> to okay you're yeah. saying so let's talk about the baby shower incident so this is kind of where i saw the most spiraling was from after the baby shower we never got it right like mm. there was too much um not trusting each other and then just events after events made it harder to get back to where we were from 2020 where we were you know a little better in our relationship well I don't think so much trust had been broken there was too much yeah Yeah. from both sides Mm -hmm. you know because he would take everything personal with me he'd be like oh you know you talked to a guy when we were broken up like he would consider that cheating right even though he had full-on girlfriends on his living in the house right but it was okay for him to do that so you guys would break up and he would move girls into the house for like like seven I I call him 72 hour Hey, <laughs> Sorry. You're such a gentle spirit. So to hear you not even want to call these girls hoes, I think it is, speaks volumes. Cause... Well, no, somebody made it up the other day and I'm just like, oh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> no, it's it's great. Um, So he would move these girls into the house when you guys would break up and then get then mad at you. He would say that they're going to marry. He would say on his Instagram that this is his new wife. Mm-mm. There was like a couple, not too many, I'd say, that were... You're a better woman than I. I'd have been tearing that house down with a baseball bat. I mean, I know I tried the first time, and then I caught on to what he was doing. Right, and you're and like, I'm, I'm just, just like, not I'm gonna... not going to entertain it because mm. he's doing it on purpose. Kudos almost. to you, woman. So, this baby shower incident. <laughs> Sorry, so... No, you're good. I, first of all, he calls her, and I never knew who this woman was because I never saw her messaging him. He goes, this is my old assistant. And he goes, I want you to meet her. She's really nice. You'll really like her. And I'm like, okay. So I get to know. She seems like a really nice girl. I didn't know later on because they both let me know that they used to be in a relationship. Not a relationship, but more than friends with benefit, whatever. They were fucking. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So he would never go for that, though, if you tried to bring it. I can't. I couldn't. Yeah, that's the thing. I would have never been. I wasn't even allowed to see a hairstylist that, you know, I sent a photo of my hair in a cute outfit that was considered cheating to him. That I had to cut off a hairstylist who did my hair correctly, you know, Mm -hmm. made me look the way I wanted to look. Right. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was allowed 
and and he was she was being dishonest to me and he was being dishonest to what me. were they being dishonest about by not telling me in the first place that they ha- were in a, they were hanging out gotcha yep absolutely. for a long period of time on mm-hmm. and off on and off before so, you yes before okay. me okay so then um i didn't know this i'm like oh this girl seems like really nice i feel like looking back i am super naive to not think you know you you're think- super sweet you have a gentle very, <laughs> and very gentle I energy. get it i get it that i was naive you know mm-hmm. i'll call myself that i 100 percent was so i didn't know anything was going on because she wasn't really his type like he had a type so and what's his type girls like me i don't know like, <laughs> blondes. Yeah, Barbie, blondes blondes gotcha he had his type so um then she comes out to s- go to the baby shower it when, when when i'm seven eight months pregnant he just randomly decides that he doesn't want to go to his own baby shower yeah to our baby shower she and another girl that was aaron's friend didn't go either so it was just my friends that went that's when i noticed i'm like this isn't real like i cannot believe this is happening yeah that's hurtful too though like you guys it was a start like he wanted a family so bad but then he doesn't show up to his own baby shower i don't understand was he under the influence really bad like you know that probably jaded his decision making i'm sure yeah so that was when i noticed it never got better after that it was just on and off you know he could be normal for a few days but then he'll go back to his same behavior there was a clip that I came across online where um, I think it really highlighted where your mental health was during this relationship. And I okay. know a lot of people um, might have taken it. You know, everybody on the Internet tries to find negativity and things yeah. where I actually kind of like saw the deeper um, the deeper uh, meaning behind it. But there was a, a video where you're like, I cheated on you again. And he was like, you cheated on me and like was kicking you out of the house. And you're like, I need to go to the hospital. I am not okay. Like, yeah, because he was stressing me out, like trying to say that I'm cheating on him when all I did was talk to another male. That's it. Were you pregnant during this time or was this? It was when Prince was three months old. Okay. Because the reason why I, I kind of think I was, uh, just rebelling because he was speaking to other girls and Mm. I'm like, you know what? I finally had his child i'm thinking you know what let's see how it feels when i literally changed my entire life settled down with you and this and you're gonna sit and talk about me bad to your fans and i found somebody sent me a message of him flirting with another girl like mm. when we were still together and i got really upset so it was you just, you guys were just in a toxic relationship yeah, it was tit it for was, tat but i didn't really do tit for tat until you know it's just Prince. he kind of like it's just one day i'm i just I almost wanted, I mean, I wanted to leave him. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to raise him on my own. Yeah. I wanted to raise him because I felt like I deserve better than that. And, but it, then, yeah. Go ahead. It, it broke my heart hearing that clip, though, of you saying, Yeah, he like, made me say it. I, I, oh, he made you say, I need to go to the hospital? No, he made me, oh, he clipped, he was like, oh, you know. The cheating part. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you're talking to a guy. And I'm like, it's nothing. It's just platonic. It's nothing crazy, but. I feel like that was reactive abuse. I feel like you were just finally like, yes, I cheated on you again, like just to get it over with. Cause I, when I was in an abusive relationship, my ex would poke and poke and poke and poke until you finally are just like, you know what? Yeah, I fucking did it. What are you going to fucking do about it? You know, because you just get to the point where you're just like, 
you just want the arguing to stop. But to hear you say like, I am not well, I need to go to the hospital. Like that broke my heart because stressing me out that, but that's you crying out for help, you know? And Mm -hmm. all people can take from that clip is you saying, yeah, I cheated on you. And it's like, really, you guys need to see the bigger picture here of what's really going on. You can tell in that clip that that is reactive abuse and that you are just to your wits end with that. So that really broke my heart with that situation. Um, take me back to where, when Prince was born, how was he, did he come to the hospital? Yeah, everything like, was great. Um, after, after the baby shower incident, the girl finally left, his assistant finally left. And then I remember him calling me as soon as she left, you know, things were okay. But while she the, was the there, same assistant, yeah, while she was, there, I was at my, on my mom's couch, eight months pregnant, uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. while he's, you know, on Instagram live all day with her and they're just for no reason like it's just crazy now that you think back to it you're like dude what the fuck oh, was i, I can't thinking believe what i was even I going was through? so nice to that girl like the, the abuse she put me through by entertaining him knowing that he's just gonna bring me back in the house when she goes she could have just easily went home and let me be back to in the relationship you know tell me about <laughs> the situation that happened when you were seven months pregnant with so his I, mom yeah his mom was saying you know um that he deserves better and that he can find someone else and that she's just using you for your money even though there's public media information about Aaron's finances as a child how he lost all of his money due to not proper tax filing etc all that Mm -hmm. so she always tried to put it on me you know I saw old messages of her on Facebook from 10 years ago that are on Google of him of her harassing, you know, one of her son's wife, things like that. It's a pattern I saw. Yeah, it's the same thing that she, she did to hit to his wife to me. So it's almost like she's like projecting her ill will for her own kids onto the wives of her children. It would have been nice if people that knew her personally would have warned me. That would have been nice. What happened when you were seven months pregnant? Um, They were chasing me down the stairs. Who's they? Him, her, and Aaron? Why were they chasing you down the stairs? Um, They were, I don't remember the reason, some kind of argument, but, you know, that's... While you're seven months pregnant, just chasing you down the stairs to, like, try to hurt you, or...? Just, she was saying that, you know, I'm, I'm put... Like, I was put in Aaron's life from someone to, like, make his life bad. I was a plant. That is just crazy. Yeah. So is she paranoid, like, how he is? Is she yeah. a drug user? Um, No, she's not. I, I mean, I don't really know. Yeah. All I know is she has active uh, alcoholism. Gotcha. And do you feel, did Aaron ever talk about his relationship with his mom? Um, well, when I first met him, he didn't even speak to her. Right. And then she just came around and poked her head in when she wasn't. Well, I saw a video after he passed away of him and Aaron on Instagram live in a car and they had an argument and he told her to leave. And that was right before he met me. Gotcha. So she probably held a grudge because you guys got together right after and she feels like you took her son away from her. Yeah, but I didn't see her reaching out to him. Right. So they just had like a serious 
toxic. I didn't meet her till a year later. I feel like all the relationships in his life were just constant toxicity and just fighting. Like that's really all he knew to, how to do. Yeah, I feel like it's just he couldn't live with just a normal study life. Who picked Prince's name? He did. Aww, yeah, he, he wanted it. Yeah, Prince. his it's perfect. His legal name is Princeton. Oh, so we changed it to Prince, or we had the name is Princeton. He's literally Aaron's twin. I know. Thank you. <laughs> He's so cute. Like he looks just like little baby Aaron. Moving forward, Aaron always fought with you online, and there was a. I I watched a clip of the live that he did before he passed away. And you're blowing up his phone. And finally, one of the last things you say to him is, you are going to die. Yeah, I just, I hate thinking about, like, why did I, like, I wish I knew how to handle an addict better. But, I, I mean, to me, I didn't take that as you trying to be hurtful. I took it as you saying, like, you're going to die. It was if kind you of like. Honestly, I would have to say I didn't know how to handle it anymore. And I just wanted people to know that he was like what was going on mm -hmm. because I was scared. Right. And I wanted people to possibly help, you know, but uh, that's what I took it as. I took it as you're like, I didn't know what to help. do anymore. I was like, I was I think I was just so tired that week and so exhausted from all the craziness that was going on. I didn't know how to handle it. Can you take I think me? my body just shut down because and your I, brain. And my brain. When you're, in, I didn't know what to do anymore. When you're in those types of relationships, they they consider the trauma that gets caused to your brain like brain damage, because it it's like years of brain damage, especially being I'm not calling Aaron a narcissist, but being in a narcissistic yeah. relationship or toxic relationship, it causes brain damage to you because it's that hurtful and just the whole you know toxicity of the relationship takes its toll on you emotionally and it's not good. Um, can you take me in to the last week of his life? What was that like? You, were you guys together? So we, I'll never forget. It was Halloween. And unfortunately, I tech, I, I was there. I, I was, I had to go to my mom's home to see Prince. So I would drive four hours just to see my son. Let's, let's re, let's circle back. Yeah. You guys had uh, lost custody of Prince. Can we touch on that situation? Sure. Yeah. What happened with that situation? Um, well, we had an active case because the fans were calling and, you know, he was live all day and they had, they were wondering like what's going on. Like, you know, this is not like he's smoking in the house and just. So because he would be on live all day long showing you guys his lives, the fans called CPS mm -hmm. and were like, you need to do an investigation. That's crazy. Yeah. So. I mean, just as far as that, it just never, he had drug tests and I remember it was Halloween day and I'm like, babe, you have a test Like, you need to go. Mm -hmm. And I have to go see Prince. It's been a couple of days. Like I miss him. I'm going to go see, we just got back from a show that he did with his manager who was giving him stuff. So, and we were fine. You know, um, we went to Minnesota, went to Mall of America just a couple of days. So they had taken Prince and given Prince to your mom. Mm -hmm. How long did your mom have Prince for? For a couple of months. Okay, gotcha. So they didn't give you a choice. They were just like pretty much like, hey, well, we're removing him from the home. Yeah. They said he couldn't live at Aaron's house. Gotcha. Okay. So I was living back and forth. So I'm in my head all the time. Is my kid okay? Is Aaron okay? Two hours. And I'm like trying to find 
I even bought an RV for him to live in next to like the house so that I can keep an eye on him basically. But he didn't really, he always wanted to stay at the house. It was really hard. Mm. My heart breaks for you. Thank you. I really did love Aaron and like, I just, I'm sad that he didn't see how much I loved him and how much I wanted like it to work out. I think he knew. I really do think he knew. I mean, you guys, the only two people who really know what went Mm -hmm. on in that relationship is you two. It doesn't matter what any of us on the outside think at all. You know, and I think that Aaron wouldn't have had a child with you and kept going back and forth with you had there not been some sort of love there or him knew that you loved him. And I think he might have hurt you the way that he did because they, you know, it's the old saying, you hurt the ones that you love the most, which is fucked up, but it's so real. He pushed away everybody that was actually beneficial in a good way in his life. It's really sad. And people, but his like team let him do that and you didn't. Oh, his team. You kept coming back. His team wanted money. Aaron... Aaron was really manipulated. Like, he would just give money away to people. It's really sad. That's a Sagittarius spirit. That's how my husband is, too. Yeah, he would just give, you know, expensive watches to people and his managers. And he had really slimy assistants, male and female. Mm. And they would always get paid, you know, way more than they should. And they would take his money when he was under the influence. Trying, I even found, after he died, a, a signed paper, but not... Um, not authorized of a to be executor of his will by an assistant um he was this that's so creepy uh, yeah but it wasn't finalized but aaron signed it but it wasn't finalized in his computer that's yeah he's only 34 he was only 34 and he was trying to be his executor of his estate i have that in my phone too I just feel like he didn't have anybody around him that loved him. Where was his brother in all of this? So I'll have to say that I think that they had boundaries from years of dealing with what I dealt with and that they kind of, it's their choice. You know, they had boundaries on what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to have hard boundaries with when they had children and stuff to protect, Mm -hmm. which is completely understandable. That's how I am with both my sisters. I have to draw hard boundaries with them because if not, it's always just some weird shit. Like, it's never a normal situation with them. Um, So take me into this last week. And I can tell whenever you started talking about it how much it hurts you. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I don't. Because, I mean, there's so many things I wish I did differently. I hate that. And I blame myself almost all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, like, makes me want to tear up because I just can't imagine. I couldn't imagine losing not only the father of my child, but the man that I really thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. So, I just want you to know my heart really aches for you on that. Thank you. Um, So take me into this last week. You guys were together or you weren't? Well, we were together Halloween. He passed away November 5th. So technically I saw him, what, that would be six days before he Mm -hmm. died. Mm -hmm. Um, I left to go see my son. I wasn't on Instagram because I was spending time with my son. I even went trick-or-treating. But um, I think that was the night that he did something that I had never seen him do before and he went to rehab for it back in 2017 it was for uh, inhaling this thing called air duster mm-hmm. and you can die from it you, it can give you brain damage it's re- it's really bad yeah um, huffing anything I, huffing is, anything mm-hmm. yeah so it's always scared me I, I had friends that were huffers when I was growing up and I never understood I it. never knew what that is I've never seen it before Aaron yeah. told me he would never touch it 
you know, but he, so he did have a problem with huffing before went to rehab for yeah. it. You and the whole relationship had never seen him huff anything. I've seen him once before he did it. The last time he passed away. When was the, the last one time when that he you passed saw away? Him? So he did it a month before he passed away and his manager was in the house and they they kicked me out. They didn't want me there. Um, they there's a, actually a video of me saying you need to go to rehab. And I came to the house and his friend was like trying to kick me out. They put an article saying I was stalking the premises, trying to make me look bad. But then Aaron turned off the camera because in the video I said, you need to go to rehab, please. And his manager was like, get out of here. The late manager of him that was like providing substances for him. And actually on the autopsy of his death, there is a pill bottle of his name in the autopsy found in the bathroom. The manager. Mm -hmm. Why hasn't the manager been charged with anything? I don't know. I don't really want, I don't even know how to comment on that because I don't know. There's, There's just so, so much. many, like, it's just crazy. I don't know. I just feel like not only did, you know, the fans and the people who are around Aaron fail him, the judicial system is still failing him even after his death. You know, it's just it's crazy. It's going to happen to more people if they don't fix this. Make examples <laughs> of people. Absolutely. So he, you saw him huff the month before. Yeah. And, and then he, it was almost like a cry for help. You know, I noticed. What, he, what? do you think triggered such a brutal spiral from getting growing? prints taken away i almost feel like i wish i could help people in addiction that lose their children because i feel like it's just it's just some people can't handle losing their children even though they lost it in the first place because of their addiction mm -hmm. but i wish that the cps didn't treat him like a like they treated him pretty fair like pretty poor like really bad like i understand he wasn't doing what he needed to do mm -hmm. and i even stated that online i'm like you need to like finally do this like get sober please i've even said it before would he not go into rehab like did you ever draw a hard line in the sand and be like yo if you don't go to rehab i'm going to leave you i said and do I'm you really pens. want our mom my mom to raise prince and then me have to live somewhere else in an apartment with your son and then this is the this is something i have never stated but his mother told him guess what aerosmith got his child back when he turned 18 he got lost custody you can just do the same thing Mm-hmm. that's the advice she gave him instead of no you should straighten your life out and you should do what you need to do to get your son back get your life you're only 34 instead of being positive and saying you are only 34 you have so much to live she said that like keep doing, that's like keep of doing course drugs he's not all. of course he's not getting a good he i couldn't just be the only person giving him advice he needed a whole team of people to help him not just one person and the people he kept and then you know i had man. then i had to deal with him you know getting mad at me for talking to him that way mm -hmm. like saying you're doing this wrong you need to go to your drug test and then stop babying me stop bossing me around i had how was he getting around these drug tests if he was still using is it because they were prescription pills that he was able i don't know they wanted him to go i don't even know i was reading emails between the lawyers and stuff and and they were telling his the CPS were saying, hey, he needs to get off of this, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they never did anything. 
I don't know. That is wild. It is so wild to see how many angles of people that could have stepped in and changed this boy's life. Like, granted, he is a grown man. You know, that's what a lot of you know. He was a grown man, and I get that. But even grown men and women need help. Yeah, I just wish that it was easier for for addicts to get their kids back. You know, like not just pull push them away. Yeah, and just caught and make things worse. So can you take me to the day that Aaron died, where you're at? Where I was at my mom's house and... Were you guys fighting at this time? Yeah, because he basically said, it's too late now. We can't get back to where we are. Like, we're not going to be a family. Why did he say that? Because he knew he had to go to rehab. Wow. So he would he wanted to just stay fucked up. He didn't want to I don't know try to fix things. I mean, of course he wanted to, but it's did did he have the willpower to do it? I don't know. Right. I don't know if he wanted like almost I'll admit when he was off his medication, he almost was depressed. Like it was like he hated being sober. Well, your brain has to go through when I remember He just went through yeah. I remember when I was getting sober and coming off Xanax, it is one of the hardest things you'll ever Uh, fucking do. He knew that, too. He knows. Yeah, it's hard. And I don't think I started feeling good. I got sober in 2017. I didn't start feeling better in my brain until 2023. Wow. Like, that's how long it takes. And, I, you know, I'm not here to sugarcoat shit. Sobriety fucking sucks. But it is the most powerful thing you will ever fucking do for yourself is to be able to stand in a room full of people and be like, I'm sober. I know I stayed sober because I saw the spiral and I'm like, I can't sit there and even have a bottle of wine because then it'll set a bad example. And then one of his assistants, the many assistants he had was sending him wine. And the fans know about that too. That is crazy. On so DoorDash, you were sober. delivery. You were sober the whole time? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, you know, we would have wine maybe once every six months or something, like, just out of nowhere because mm-hmm. we didn't go out that much. Yeah. But, like, I didn't ever, like, pop open a bottle of wine. I would never order wine. You've never done pills or No, I've drugs? never been on prescriptions or anything like mm-hmm. that, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe like during a C-section, things like that. Yeah, but nothing, I mean, like or a surgery. That's yeah. I think that's mandatory. Yeah. If you're getting your fucking body cut open, you definitely need something <laughs> for sure. So take me to the last day of him being alive. So he was found passed away on the fifth, but we had a maid in the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, so I have some questions about the okay. maid. What was the situation around her? She had been working for him for a long time, or was she a new maid? No, she was new. She was given by a publicist lady that we met in a. Gro- I know it sounds really. She lived close by, but we met her like in a in the local grocery store, and she just said, "I'm a fan of Aaron, and I'm a publicist. Here's my Instagram." It's so dangerous that you guys would bring people in, or he would bring people in like that, um, because you know you never know people's intentions either. Mm. Just, he was so trusting. Too tru- I was too trusting too. Right. I feel like I was naive. Like I didn't understand I mean, it was that your first- I'm putting like someone in the house. I should have probably done checks on people. It's just you never know anybody's intention. I'm the complete opposite. I don't trust anybody. Ask my team. <laughs> like, well, it's like pe- you people know, try to like. Pe- also, jobs. they know that he's a grown man. You know what I right. mean? But also they know his problems too at right. the same time. So I don't understand. I would have just been scared that somebody would have came in to try to exploit that or, you know, make a dollar off selling stuff to the tabloids or, you know, like you just never know where people's heads are at, especially in this day and age. Yeah. So the maid was in the house. 
Um, I was, she, I think Aaron told her, hey, don't talk to Melanie because that's what he did to all this team when he would be upset with me. He'd be like, don't talk to Melanie. Mm -hmm. But I was still communicating with the publicist and I said, hey, is he okay? And I read old messages after he passed away that she went to the house and was like, I have food for you in the messages. So I'm really like confused. Right. So and then she didn't tell like she wasn't there and she was messaging him saying she wasn't telling me that she was communicating with him. I think that because he told her, hey, don't talk to Melanie. So she like she abided by his rules. Like, don't talk to because he's paying her. Yeah. Or there, you know, she probably liked him a little more than me, you know, because he's Aaron Carter, even though she pretended like she had my best in that, you know, she was trying to help me Mm. with him. But she, that week, she just cared about what he said. How long was she working for him before she before he passed so away? So she lived locally in, in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we knew her for like two years, maybe a year and a half. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And she was getting him a couple of jobs. But a lot of jobs got canceled because of the trolls and things like that. They would call the events and say, no, we don't want Aaron doing this celebrity event for charity it was like a charity event and he got he couldn't go and he wasn't going to perform because the fans called that happened it's just like one after the other everything just hurt him but then he dealt with the hurt by taking pills i think just going deeper into his addiction and drinking or doing whatever Mm -hmm. so that last day was he still huffing also so he the so I was asleep when it happened. It was 3 a.m. Mm. But no, but none of the fans sent me the de- the message or the, the recording of him. And it's just, it's so traumatized, like, ugh, that he was doing it. like That he was huffing on live? On live. Wow. I didn't even see those videos. I don't want to see that, I that don't, stuff. I don't really like to see, like, anything from that week. It's just too hard for me. Because then I can't sleep for days when I see stuff mm. at this point. I don't know how you're holding it together as well as you are. That's a lot to go through and then to lose somebody so suddenly, you know. So he's on live huffing paint. He had had an appointment to go to an intake for rehab on Friday, November 5th. So in his mind, he probably thinks it's like one of his last hurrahs before he has to go to rehab. Because you know, I like thought people, about it that way. He, maybe you know, I'm just this is yeah. speculate speculation oh, no, it was on my there. part. He was like he, the guy messaged him from the Line Rock because I signed him up and I paid like a down payment for the rehab, and he said, "Hey, can't wait for our meeting in the morning on Friday, November fourth. Let's dive into that really quick. So many people call you a gold digger oh, yeah. because of dating Aaron and. I've heard you say a few ta- a few times during this conversation, I paid for this, I bought him this, I did this, you know. Or I had to save the finances with my savings account because he was giving money away to the wrong person mm-hmm. and to like a random fan on the internet when he was, you know, not and this in is his right mind. your own money, not money yeah. that you've gotten no, from Aaron. No, money from before Aaron. Right. So we just wanted to clarify that yeah, Melanie is not a gold you. digger. <laughs> So he was going to rehab and tell me about the, you know, take me from there, from him going on live huffing to the phone call that you get. From the publicist, she let me know. Right. That he's drowned. She just calls you and says, how did she She find out? She said 911 on a text message. How did she find out from the maid? 
she didn't even tell me she said yeah I, and then i heard the 911 call from online it's like you know they posted the phone call of the maid calling 911 saying that she found him in the bathtub or whatever and didn't there's so much um conspiracy around his there death there is a lot and it's just like you could go on and on and did on you go it. to the house after he died i did yes did you did you see his body N- no, no no um there's so many people that have said that he was in the bathtub a lot longer than they're saying there's some people saying that there's no water in his lungs do you yeah, know the autopsy says that he passed away from drowning xanax and dive floor i forgot how to say it Mm -hmm. the the huffing stuff yeah which i will add that days prior to him passing away we went to a no jumper interview which is another podcast Mm -hmm. and adam 22 and lena was just on the podcast okay well i don't want to speak bad about it because it's not nothing to do with them but aaron's manager came by with a huffing can and I was like taking photos of it and I'm like I was like worried I'm like I want like I don't know why he brought this here like like why did Aaron know to the interview yeah I I took I have photos of it I took photos in the studio and I'm like why are these people putting this around Aaron like they take no accountability like that's the kind of people Aaron was hanging out with he chose to be with people like that I don't understand why his his manager is not being charged for some some sort of He's quiet. He doesn't speak anymore. And he well, was bashing smart. me after in a car on video. And he was like, Aaron didn't even love her. There's literally a video of me and Aaron together on his Instagram right before, like in the car on the way to a show. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, they weren't together for months. And he hated her. That's that's part me. of the triangulation thing. Sometimes it's not always with another woman. Sometimes it's always, it could be with a different person where they have that, that it's, it's that third person that's they can always go to and like he'll run to, the, to his manager talk shit about you but then come to you and tell you how much he loves you and that kind of seems like that was Aaron's forte of like trying to turn people on, yeah. e- on each other I guess he listened to me that day when we were in the studio and I said hey I'm leaving and you're leaving with me I don't want to be around this and he listened to you he did actually Aww. I'm surprised yeah after a minute though it took me a minute to like kind of tell him hey like I'm not okay with this and we shouldn't be around this. So how did he drown if the, if they're saying there was no water in his lungs? Was there water in his lungs? See, it says no water in his lungs. Like, I feel like the report never changed from the beginning of when he passed away. Like, mm. it never, like, it Updated. said the same thing, like, from the first day till the end. Like, when it came out uh, six months later or whatever, um, I read it and it said everything that was in his, in, in his, toxicology mm-hmm. how are you feeling whenever you found out that he passed away what was the emotions going through you i don't know i'm still like i don't know like every minute i think about like it's crazy to always think about that <sighs> i couldn't imagine um how was his relationship with prince does did prince know who he was and well like- he says dada still because mm-hmm. i'm i know that when he had his time with prince like in the office for his like the, the social worker like mm-hmm. they took photos and stuff and like he was always saying dada like after he died and stuff like he'll still see tiktok and he'll say dada Aww. and pictures and then he goes dada does he is he old enough to know like daddy's not here anymore or have you He's, told him that no mm. i know me and my family talk about it we're like when are we gonna start 
telling him that his daddy's not here. Yeah. So moving on, <sighs> what does Melanie do now? Now that Aaron has passed away, would take me into the the next few weeks of just your life after Aaron um, passed away. Just trying to get back to focusing on getting my finances back in order and finding a job to take care of me and Prince, you know, something that will be stable for me mm-hmm. um, and always maintain his legacy and bring awareness to child exploitation. Yeah, like bring awareness to, you know, I know I know why they don't put kids in TV. And, yeah. and there's been a lot of documentaries about that. And yeah. like also to to um we were just talking about jojo siwa like she's going through it right now oh, you know I like forgot about her going kind of. through from being a child star to now a, a woman who's trans she's she still identifies as a female right uh that i you know that's transitioning and like is into adulthood but also um you know is lesbian is she lesbian is a lesbian now so it's like you know these kids go through you know these childhoods of being in the spotlight and then it's like once they turn a certain age and the the you know hollywood doesn't have use for them anymore they just kind of toss them to the side and it's like these kids are just having to pick up the pieces of you know to be an adult learn how to be an adult after they've lived such a a fantasy life as children it's uh it's easier to help kids with their mental illness at an early age than later you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like I feel like, you know, 30 years ago, they didn't have so many people talk about mental illness, but mm-hmm. now they, people are recognizing it more. They are, but we just went through something with my 15-year-old daughter, okay. and when we were looking for mental health for her, uh, like, a, a you know, any place to, like, help her with her mental health, it was impossible I you would be floored at how much there is not resources to help children with mental health. So I think that's a great thing for you to get into. I would love to help you if you ever do get into that, because, you know, I don't know where to start with that. But I would love to help children have a place to go when they need to reset. That doesn't medicate them. You know, like that helps them heal their trauma. Yeah, I heard. Well, I've found out that he was taking medications when he was a child wow i didn't know and he never told me that he told me he started when he was in like high school i was told i don't know if this is true though because everything is always so back but i was just told that he took it for stage fright because he was seven (sighs) so I couldn't imagine giving a seven-year-old a fucking Xanax, <laughs> you know, or a Valium. What, you know, what I was, you I was told this information after he passed away. <sighs> that is crazy. So what does Melanie do now? Like, what does the future hold for just you and Prince? stay with my son and I'm just having fun, you know, like getting to go places with him and just mm-hmm. seeing him grow. And he's going to be like his daddy. Mm-hmm. He's got his personality and his looks. <laughs> Would you ever let him be in um, no. the entertainment? No, I decided not. And, you know, yeah. I, I was advised from people to not do that because, I mean, it just showed that it's just yeah. too much has been done. He's especially what you just fucking went through. Have you gone to any sort of therapy? I did after he passed away, you know, with like Prince and everything. But um, I feel like that's the next step is like to go into real uh, therapy. Yeah. Take this time for you and to just heal. And what you just went through is not normal. 
and it's very hurtful and you know if you don't take care of it now it will affect you later on in life so make sure that you do you know if therapy is not your thing just some form of healing even if you get into like meditation or just trying to work through the trauma that you've just been through because you know sitting here I've seen you kind of like choke up a couple times and it's like you you fight it and you push it back and that's so not good to do you got to let that shit out somewhere so yeah that's probably what happened to him is he just masked everything Mm -hmm. every day and then more and more bad stuff happened he's just masking it he's not taking care of the problem Mm. I'm sorry for all you've had to go through and I can't wait to see how you turn this into something that's you know I don't want to say productive but something that's healing and um you know just I can't wait to see what you do with Prince these next few years. Thank you. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? Um, Miss Melanie Martin on Instagram or Miss Melanie XX on TikTok, I think. Yeah, we love TikTok. The old Tiki Talkie. (laughs) Thank you for sitting down with me. I really appreciate you. And I want you to check back in with me in the next couple of years and come sit down. And I want to hear about all the things you're doing. Yes, okay. I would like that. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> no, you're good. She's like, yes, bitch. Like- <laughs> <laughs> we just had the most emotional conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank I appreciate you. Thank you for having you. me. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye.